Blog Talk Radio. The Four Persons, Inc. is a federally registered and licensed 501c3 charity. Any use of any of our content without our permission is prohibited by law. Our purpose is evangelization, education, and social action. Please go to our website at thefourpersons.com or our blog site at thefourpersons.net to make your tax-deductible donation by credit or debit card. You can also send a check to The Four Persons, Inc., P.O. Box 11214, Manassas, Virginia, 20113. To contact us, send us an email at email at thefourpersons.com. Listening to the Four Persons Show on Blog Talk Radio. We are your enthusiastic and faithful Catholic apostolate. For more information about what we do, go to our show page at thefourpersons.com and our blog site at thefourpersons.net. To call in tonight with your comment or question, dial 515-602-9655. The number Again, it's 515-602-9655. You don't know me, but I'm your brother. I was raised here in this living hell. You don't know my kind in you. Very soon, the time will tell. Again. To thee do I come, 
before thee I stand, simple and mm-hmm. sorrowful. O Virgin of the Word incarnate, despite the conversation, but and answer me. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Okay, let me see. I'm going to start off with uh, this scripture from 2 Timothy. It says, uh, this is Paul writing to to, uh, Timothy. And he says, bear your share of hardship along with me, a good soldier of Jesus Christ, to satisfy the one who recruited him. A soldier does not become entangled with the affairs of this life. Similarly, an athlete cannot receive the winner's crown except by competing according to the rules. Um, I wanted to start off with that scripture and then go into this other scripture because it kind of... If Ephesians chapter 6 it says, uh, put you on the armor of God that you may be able to stand against the, the deceits of the devil. For our wrestling is not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, against the rulers of the world of, of this darkness, against the spirits of wickedness in the high places. Therefore, take unto you the armor of God, that you may be able to resist in the evil day, and to stand in all things perfect. Stand, therefore, having your loins girt about you with truth, and having on the breastplate of justice, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of the peace. In all things taking the shield of faith, wherewith you may be able to extinguish all the fiery darts of the most wicked one. And take unto you the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is which is the word of God. Uh, I wanted to start off with that. Uh, Larry, are you on? Hey, I'm on. All right, brother. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go into I'm gonna read a little uh, something I wrote, and as I'm going, feel free to interrupt me at any time if you got something to say on this, because uh, I'm, I'm trying to. I've been back and forth with a lot of people on Facebook, and uh, and I got I see two extremes. I see one extreme of of, of Christians who want to bury their head in the sand and, and hide from everything. And then I see the other extreme of uh, Christians who are, when they speak about spiritual warfare, they're, they're, they're putting too much emphasis on the, on the physical realm. So in this show, I'm going to be touching on kind of knowing what your position in battle is. Like we just read, the battle is not against flesh and blood, but against spiritual wickedness, uh, rulers of the darkness and high places. Uh, it's it's a spiritual battle. Yes, it is manifesting itself 
quite obviously in the physical realm. But I wanted to, on this show, kind of touch on knowing our position in this battle. Because, again, like I said, this is a spiritual war, and I'm going to be using a lot of analogies having to do, do with, with war and with with battle. As as in an, any major battle, there there will be times when when we're called upon to do things we, we might not feel like we're called to do. The reason is we battle, we're fighting for the very souls of men. We're fighting for something that's going to last, not for a, 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 a momentary victory or a, a physical victory in this world, but something that's going to last for eternity. Either we're going to be victorious for eternity or we're going to be defeated for eternity. That's, that's what we're fighting for, the souls of men. And... Um, and in this fight, many times um, a private must become a general or a general must become a private. You know, uh, sometimes our administrative folks ha- have got to step up and actually fight on the front lines. So as, as I lay out the positions and, and ask each one of us to, to search our conscience to find out exactly what our position is, don't be surprised if if a prayer warrior, for instance, is asked to pick up the double-edged sword and jump into the thick of battle using the word of God. And this this army of Christ, uh, like uh, again, I'm gonna I'm gonna read Second uh, uh, Timothy two, three, and four, where Paul tells uh, Timothy, "Bear your share of hardship." along with me like a good soldier of Jesus Christ, to satisfy the one who recruited him. A soldier does not entangle himself with the affairs of this life. And again, in, uh, in Ephesians, where we read about the, uh, the armor of God, uh, that armor of God is, is necessary for, for each and every person who's entering the battle. And don't, don't be mistaken. Entering the battle does isn't um, when you like make a a willful decision. Okay, I'm ready to go into battle. Everybody's already in the battle. They they we're either fighting for the devil or we're fighting for God. Everybody's already involved in the battle. So if you don't have on the whole army of God, go go through that scripture again. That's uh, Ephesians chapter six, verse ten through seventeen. And, and do everything you can to put on the whole armor of God, because like it or not, you are in the battle. And this this battle is for every, I mean, this armor is for every single Christian. When we're baptized in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, we arise out of that water a soldier of Jesus Christ. Every person on earth, whether they admit it or not, is a participant in this conflict. But notice how Paul singles out our enemies. It's not flesh and blood. Even when he points out powers of rulers of this present darkness, he clarifies that statement by saying they are moved by evil spirits. Our war is a spiritual one, and each and every one of us need the following six elements in our arsenal. Regardless of our position, you must be equipped to fight in any circumstance. Truth. 
sometimes dishonesty or lies may push an agenda a little further. But all things come to the light, and every lie is eventually exposed. Be truthful in all things, and this will guard your integrity and strengthen your words as you share Jesus Christ with others. I would have never listened to Father Harold Paulson if I had ever caught him in even one lie. Two, righteousness. I like how he made this the breastplate, the defensive equipment to guard our hearts. Righteousness. Be righteous at all times. Do what's right. Guard your heart. Three, the gospel of peace is the footwear because everywhere we go, the, the gospel of Jesus Christ should be heard at all times by the words we speak and by the actions that we do. Everywhere we go. There's another scripture where, where Paul says, you know, whatever you do, do unto the glory of God. And and I like to put that into our, our everyday vocation. If you're an electrician, a plumber, a welder, a truck driver, a doctor, a lawyer, whatever it is you do, do unto the glory of Christ. And let the gospel of peace through you at all times. Uh, four, faith is our shield against the fiery darts of the enemy. No man or woman will ever be in a position where they are not tempted. And the higher you, you are on the chain of command, the more the devil is going to send evil spirits to tempt you. And try to cause you to fall into sin. Because that, that that's his goal. To get you in a mortal sin and to kill you. That That's his goal. Remember, this is a spiritual battle. And the, the, the end game is either heaven or hell. For our souls and the souls of those that we're ministering to. The end game is heaven or hell. So it's not, he's not trying to, um, he's, the devil doesn't really care if you, commit one sin or another, if you commit adultery or murder or whatever, as long as he can get you into a mortal sin and then snuff out your life before you get a chance to go to confession or repent, that's his end game. So we must always have that shield of faith in order to, to quench the fiery darts of the enemy. And those fiery darts are temptations and, 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 uh, and temptations, I mean, you know, he, the devil knows he's not going to take down an oak tree with one swing of an axe. He's going to come at us with little things and little things and bigger things and bigger things. You know, and it, it, as long as we keep that, that shield of faith up and continue to snuff out all of those temptations by submitting ourselves to the will of God, we can defeat, defeat him in all of those little battles. Uh, five, salvation, the piece of equipment that guards our head. Our salvation is Jesus Christ, and our minds should ever, always be on him. I like what John says, that Jesus Christ isn't a part of my life, not even the most important part of my life. Jesus Christ is my life. Paul said, um, I, I, I've died to the flesh. I now live for Christ. Um, Jesus Christ should be everything 
that we do. It kind of goes back to what I was saying about the gospel of peace. He should always be in our, on our minds and in our hearts. And it's another way to, to defeat the enemy uh, when he's, you know, trying to bring evil thoughts into our mind. There's one scripture that comes to mind that where it says, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought unto the obedience of Christ. Salvation, that's that, that piece of equipment that guards our head. The word of God, number six, the only offensive weapon in our arsenal is God's word. And we should know it. Yes, just like Protestants do, we should memorize it. We should understand its implications, for it is a strategic weapon meant to cut into very specific places of heart and soul. It is not a club, but a double-edged sword that we must keep sharp. Again, every soldier should be fully equipped for battle. As for the, the positions in battle, every talent each and every one of us has should be utilized for the kingdom. There is a, a, a group at my church that, that makes, uh, when I was down in Texas, that made some amazing tamales. How can that benefit the kingdom? <laughs> well, they, they raise the money for the church. They make a boatloads of tamales and, and then they they uh, bring them uh, they bring boatloads of tamales for us to take into the prisons when we go to minister they are using their specific talent something that could be considered completely physical and having nothing to do with the, the spiritual I mean have, having everything to do with the body and nothing to do with the spiritual body but they're using it in a spiritual way. There's another group that uses their vehicles to, to transport food and water to the hungry. You don't necessarily need to have what man labels as a talent. You don't have to sing like an angel or be some great re, re, um, person at rhetoric. You can use whatever God has given you and making an offering to Jesus Christ. Now, I know I know many of you were hoping I was going to show you how to how to recognize like I'm a I'm a sergeant or a lieutenant, but that is that's that's not what this shows for. My my goal here is to demonstrate that this is a war, and in order to take part in this war, you need to aim you need to arm yourself with the full armor of God and start fighting. Uh, I do not mean going to church every Sunday and fulfill, fulfilling your, your minimum obligation. While that is fine and good in and of itself, you are not participating in the eternal battle for souls. When you ask the Archangel Michael to defend you in battle, you actually need to be participating in the battle. There are so many things that you can do. There are dozens of ministries. And most most of us are, are are involved or want to get involved in, in one ministry or another, where whether it be prison ministry or feeding the the, the homeless, helping single mothers, uh, Saint Vincent de Paul. There's there's so many ministries. You need to know that when when you 
uh, and for those who want to enter the, the prison ministry, you do need to know that, that when you enter into a prison, you're, you're engaging the enemy where he, he, he is strongest. You're going into his, his territory, so to speak, and shining the light of Jesus Christ where souls are, are much more comfortable living in the darkness of Satan. So in that environment, you need to be extremely truthful in everything you say or do. These guys can sniff out a lie as soon as, as it's told. Your righteousness needs to be grounded in Jesus Christ. We'll get you a deaf ear every time. The gospel of peace that is Jesus Christ needs to be what you're standing on. Your faith needs to be strong and able to withstand all the tests of the wicked one. Your helmet of salvation needs to be shined to a gleaming sparkle. Make certain to utilize the sacrament of confession the day before or the day of entering inside of a prison. And the word of God, oh man, the word of God, you need to know it. You need, with my Catholic audience, I I must emphasize this because we don't do it enough. Memorize scripture. I'm, I'm going to say it. I don't have a lot of, of chapter and verse memorized, but I have I have large portions of the word memorized. Prepare yourself for battle. Do do mock exercises to make certain that you're prepared. Just like a a a person a soldier goes to the firing range to practice with his gun, or a sword fighter practices with his sword. Practice with the word of God. Always bear in mind that the salvation of souls, the salvation of each soul that that you're trying to convince or or convert to God, that is ultimately in the hands of of, of Almighty God himself to make sure they know the truth and pray that the truth will set them free. In the end, When you hear our Savior say, well done, thou good and faithful servant, enter into the joy that I have prepared for you. And you look around and you see the thousands upon thousands of souls that came to Christ because you allowed the light of Jesus Christ to shine through you. And each one of them brought that same light to three or four others. You will rest in the joy of knowing you fought a good battle in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, our Messiah, our God, and our King. Larry, what do you think about that, what I just uh, read? Are you there, brother? Hello? Yeah, am I on now? Yes, sir, you're on, brother. Okay, I can never tell my phone whether I'm on or not. Hey, I tell you what, those are great words of wisdom, Terry. And I have to tell you that uh, I see so much of the spiritual warfare on a daily basis that people don't have a clue. And I think you hit the nail on the head. We need to be spiritually involved in our church and what we do. And... Let me let me reflect on this a little bit. We have uh, from the Acts community that we brought into the prison. 
it's a it's a it's a community of the parish, and when they come back from their retreat, they're supposed to establish small groups of men that come together on a weekly basis to pray and uh, and and study the Bible. So we have a group of men that that have done this faithfully for 20 years. But the question came up here last week. So you continue to do this. When you go back home, what do you do with what you've learned at your at your small uh, prayer group? And to me, that that speaks volume as to we, we we can become so complacent as to what we do in our daily lives. Now, don't get me wrong; I think it's all good, but we have to stay focused as to the end results of what we're trying to accomplish. And without that focus. We tend to uh, become complacent and go about our lives like uh, nothing has ever changed in our lives or what have you. So, yeah, we are you know, definitely in a spiritual warfare. Uh, go ahead, Terry. You know, Larry, one of my daily prayers is, uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm always asking God for the grace of a happy death, right? And I always want to keep my mortality in the forefront of my mind. Not that I'm scared to die, of course not, because I, I'm, I'm a Christian, but so that everything I do, I'm doing so that in the end I can hear good and faithful servant. You know? And Absolutely. If we, if we keep that in, in, in the forefront of our mind, now don't get me wrong, I don't you know, I don't just walk up and down the street with a uh, with a sign and, and a Bible in my hand and, and, and just, you know, scream the gospel at the top of my lungs. But I, I do, what I do is I will very publicly uh, pray the rosary. I will uh, very publicly make it known that I am a follower of Jesus Christ. And the reason I do that is because uh, in the beginning, I was uh, uncomfortable uh, making my position known, right? And and I read a, a verse in the Bible where Jesus says, and he says, if, if you deny me before man, I will deny you before my Father who is in heaven. And as I started to meditate on on that, I'm like, wow, uh, profound. Because if I take it, if you read the next line, uh, uh, or I don't know if it's the preceding or the the following line, he said, um, if if uh, you um, make it known. Before man, I'm kind of paraphrasing. If you, if you accept me before man, I will accept you before my Father who is in heaven. And and I used to used to uh, think that people who made public displays of of their Christianity were kind of full of themselves, that they were being uh, quote unquote self righteous. But now since I've been practicing that. I've noticed that a lot of people who are in need of counseling, in need of help, seek me out. 
that wouldn't otherwise seek me out, you know, like, hey, I didn't, I didn't know you're, you're a Christian, you know, this or that, or I, you know, I get a lot of people who be like, you know, that have slipped the tongue and they'll just apologize and whatnot. I think if we keep it in the forefront of our mind in everything we do, whether we're in work, at work, going through our work day, at church, after church, going to a lunch, uh, in everything we do, if we keep our own mortality at the forefront, our own end game, our end game for us, um, which is, of course, to, to get into heaven, then that automatically up opens the floodgates to the light of Jesus Christ to shine through us in, in, our, in our day-to-day routine activities. You agree? Well, absolutely. I think that uh, you hit on something again here, Terry, but at the same time, you know, everybody has their own talents and gifts. And it's how we use those talents and gifts. I do not have the talent of I of going out like you do, although I do want to go ahead and, and present myself in a, in a Christian holy way. But I don't have the gift of gab, and being on this phone is really is really a challenge to me because I do not have that gift. I have other gifts that uh, I try to present, but uh, I think. As long as we try to use those gifts that God provided for us, and, and what I see, what's happening is a lot of people don't realize their gifts or don't want to acknowledge them. And I see a lot of these guys that get out uh, of prison that uh, are using their gifts inside the prison walls, but when they get out, they all those gifts are gone. They they no longer tend to use those gifts, and that that in itself is a great challenge. Well, and I can say from experience, um, when you when you first get out of prison, um, if you don't surround yourself with solid uh, Catholic men, and I'm going to say that again, for men, if you don't surround yourself with solid Catholic men, uh, you're you're the uh, the odds of you falling into mortal sin jump like you know exponentially um the devil uh again it 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 isn't it isn't like you see in the cartoons where you got a little devil on your shoulder saying yeah do it do it do it do it do it he he could care less what mortal sin he traps you in. He just wants to get you away from God. He wants to drag your soul to hell. And if you got a gift and you use it behind the walls and that gift makes your faith stronger and then you get out and you stop using it, well, it's kind of like lifting weights. Lifting weights makes me stronger. If I stop lifting weights, I lose strength. You know, and um, mm-hmm. right. So, you know, I mean, we gotta we gotta continue to encourage one another. What I would like to do, Larry, is is get an an outside 
outside the wall fellowship to to uh well kind of like we do with Kobe House, but uh you know we got this this uh social media now and everything, and I think it would be good to have a, a group of men that just keeps you know one another, you know uh talks to one. You another know one of the things one of the things I have brought up uh, in the past year, I I know a bunch of guys have gotten out, and I am in the vicinity of, of San Antonio and Austin. Um, and of course, one of the biggest, uh, well, one of the worst units in, in the state of Texas about 10, 15 years ago was the Connolly unit. And a bunch of my brothers have gotten out now, and I want to so desperately have a reunion with these guys, and they're all open to it, but finding the time to do that. But on the other hand, there is a laity group that was formed inside the prisons called the Cristeros. And of course, it's based upon the uh, the uh, Catholic movement back in uh, in the late um, oh what was it uh, late twenties, um, where the Mexican government was determined to do away with the Catholic Church, and of course oh. the uh, Costeros movement. So so they they have a laity now, and they just established a Facebook about a month ago, and what they want to do is bring forth. Uh, family members whose loved ones are incarcerated. We have a number of, and so this is another method of reaching out. Um, I will send you the link or, or try to uh, maybe get on there and uh, become a member of that Facebook. This this is another great movement that's out there in in, uh, in Texas. So this this movement is it is at the, uh, McConnell and Connolly, and it's. Every place I go to, uh, I bring the uh, minimum rule of, to these inmates, and they're very intrigued trying to get something like that established. But as you know, it's hard to do that when you don't have TDCJ behind you. And so right, what right. is happening, Terry, they're, they're, they're doing it on their own. Uh, the movements in these prisons are doing it on their own. I mean, they can't stop it. So, um, But it's all good. It's all Christian-based, and it's in uh, – it's it's a very tough rule to follow. It's like the any other uh, third order that's out there. So right, yes, right. And um, when I was on uh, when I was on Ramsey too, I became a member of the Brothers of Saint Dismas, and it's, which is a a pretty large uh, third order group. Yeah, these outside the walls uh, reunions. Okay, let me share something with you. So, Beetle One. Anybody in in any Texas prison knows that Beetle One is one of those what they call uh, gladiator units. There's not a lot of there's yeah. some but there's yeah. not a lot of, of killings on Beetle One, but there's a lot of fighting, a lot, lot. Okay, the, these now this is not a Christian movement, but with these guys that's gotten out, all all of the ones that were considered, you know, um, I guess good good with their hands, you know, people who had a a, a respectable uh, a number of win, wins, uh, every, like, couple of years, uh, you know, and I've been invited. Uh, they, they pick a city, you know, sometimes Dallas, sometimes Houston, and they all get together and they, they have a, a party and reminisce, right? Well, if right. you see sharing behind that, and if and if guys with 
with no other links other than the fights, physical brawls that they've been in, can can uh have the 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 motive and the gumption to get together and do this themselves. There's no reason why people would together and do this ourselves. I agree. Yeah, it just takes uh, leadership from somebody to do it. So, and that's where I'm at. Uh, trying to trying to form a a group of men that, uh, or even women, to get a hold of this and, and get it done. Um, you know, Jerry, I know you're busy. We all are. It, it, it just it just takes a lot of manpower. Um, you know, the same people are doing things over and over again. Um, so, but we never well, stop. I, I, I tell you what, Larry, um, I believe for this construction season that this is going to be my last job this year. Um, now, me and the wife, we rented a cabin for Christmas, but I should be off the rest of the winter. And I'm saying I should because just has an emergency and needs a, and, uh, uh, a runway rebuilt or something like that, then I'll get called in. Mm-hmm. But I and then that's every winter. So if you want to uh, get my help in, in, in putting something like this together, um, we yeah, we can get together after the show, and uh, I could I could put some time in on trying to get something like this put together. We would have to. Uh, uh, I mean, I would even pattern it after what these other guys do, you know. Um, you rent a pavilion or something like that, somewhere with some barbecue pits. Well, you know, if we're doing it in the um in well, Texas always got to go weather. What am I saying? Well, you know, somewhere we can all together and um and uh you know, have something to eat and and uh or if you wanna organize it into, you know, uh some testimonials and and uh speak about the power of God and what God has done because God is Anybody who's done 10, 15, 20 years, uh, God has done something in their life that is worth discussing with others, you know. Uh, so I think, well, let's, let's get together and, and, and come up with a, uh, with, with a, uh, like how, how it's going to yeah, be organized. What kind of program? Uh, right. Uh, Terry, kind of where, where are you, what state, what state are you in now? Ohio. Ohio, okay. Yeah, I you know, I should have some free time end of this year. We're we're fixing to leave next week. Uh, we're going to the Wallace Unit um in Colorado City, Texas next week and then after that week two weeks after that we're going um to the Smith unit which is in La Mesa. And so uh but I think at the tail end, uh maybe that's something that's been on my mind, like I say, for the past year to get something together. Because I say there's so many guys have gotten out, and as I have spoken to a lot of them, they, they're open to it, absolutely. But it just takes a manpower to get this going. And it doesn't really take that much. It's just getting the word out. And I don't know if I mentioned this to you, but I lost all my contacts. But I've had contacts on my phone for about 15 years, and my phone got dropped off my truck and got run over, and I never saved any of my contacts on my phone. And so... I was in contact with about 25, 30 offenders as they got out, and I lost all those contacts. So I'm kind of, uh, 
Um, but anyway, well, I don't know enough. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. That's true. Yeah, we got Facebook and, uh, and uh, I'm sure Deacon Denny, I'm sure Deacon Denny and Brother Tommy will be on board. Uh, I'll uh, get in, see if I can get them involved. What would be really good is if we can start getting different, like your your prison ministry, our prison ministry. Get like three or four of the biggest Catholic prison ministries in Texas and then get the guys together, but also get the leaders of the prison ministries together so y'all can talk shop and, and uh, like Paul says, iron sharpens iron, you know? Yep, 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 yep. I that's think a, that would be, a, uh, be a great goal to shoot for. I uh, don't know. I'm sure you're aware. We have a Kobe conference every year. And Dick and Danny's been at them, uh, I think, uh, for the last two years. I don't know if we're going to have another one next year, but uh, but that's a whole different ball game. Um, yeah, that's something else I need to put on my put on my plate here to work at. But there's there's also people out there in the community that are willing to help out. Uh, we've got uh, you know, I mean, it, it just it can work, and so it's just a matter of. Spreading the word, word of mouth, always goes a long ways. So it's just a matter of where, where we we would have this at uh, in Texas. So you're yeah, pretty yeah. much what you're saying, Terry. You're you're, you're pretty much free. Uh, Coming another couple of weeks, you're going to be um, not that busy. Well, I got colonoscopy coming up. Now I'm I'm terrified of that, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I shouldn't be too busy. <laughs> well, no, that's going to be terrified unless they find something. That's that's to be terrified. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I, you know, I'm going to have shoulder surgery sometime in the future. I don't know when. I'm trying to figure out when that's going to happen. But, no, there's always something going on, absolutely. Um, it's just a matter of finding where the priorities lie at. And well, I, I still mean. want and, and organize uh, the events, right? And then we can start looking around and, you know, I mean, surely what we're going to do is go with whatever costs the less. Um, and I mean, San Antonio is a good area because it's kind of like in the middle of Texas. Uh, so everybody will be traveling the same distance to get there. Uh, but, yeah, let's organize. Let's you and I get together and, and organize some scheduling, like, you know, program and, 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 and how we're going to, how we want it. Once we get it organized and on paper, then we can start presenting it to other uh, ministry leaders. And uh, and then we'll, we'll all get together and put the bill. Yeah, I mean, something to keep in mind, we did a one-day conference at the Connolly Unit about four or five years ago where, where we invited the uh, – uh, members of the parole board, uh, one member showed up. Uh, we also had a state representative there. And I think I think we if we could do that and also have somebody from TDCJ come and join us, I think that would, that would speak volume too. And also, like I say, have the, uh, some of the inmates, uh, ex-offenders, give testimonies, what have you. Um, oh, that, man, that, that could be very good. Oh, that's a great idea, so, uh, Larry. Great, yeah. Uh, open it up. Ask, ask the governor. So, uh, ask who? Ask 
In Texas, uh, when you get out in Texas, uh, well, I only had to do two years of parole, so I'm not sure about parolees. But I know once you're off parole, you get a vote. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, there might be uh, something they might be interested in in going and, and looking at anyway. Yeah, I don't know. I thought if you're a, if you're a felon, that uh, your voting privileges were taken away. No, no, not if you're off parole. I don't know about if you're on parole, but not if you're off parole. I'm I'm a registered voter. I voted for uh, Donald Trump in the last last election, and I I just voted no on issue one in Ohio. Issue one, this is mm-hmm. crazy issue they got going on in Ohio. What they're trying to do is they're trying to make it an abortion rights uh, argument, right? Because they know that there's enough crazies out there that'll vote for uh, anything to do with abortion rights. So they're they're pushing it as an abortion rights issue. But if you take mm. out the rather long document and read it through, it's really a parental rights issue. And if you vote yes, on issue one in Ohio, what you are really voting for is that your child can get an abortion without your knowledge. Your child can get gender changing hormones and medications yeah. without your knowledge. Like you, the knowledge is taken away, the right to know is taken away from the parent and given to the state. It's a communist uh, act. And uh, yeah, I'm a registered voter, and I do I do my civic duty. <laughs> well, that's good. I mean, this is this is where the country's going now. It, it's sad, but you see it happening all over the place. That uh, and I blame I'll blame a lot of a lot of this on the parents not having a clue to what's going on in their schools. They have no clue what their kids are doing, and so yeah, everything's being rammed down these kids. Is, you know that, uh, and look what's happening now. I mean, you got you got these colleges that say that Hamas is oh, that's a great entity. What they're doing, like what crap? Where's all this coming from? But this is yeah. what's happening in yeah. our colleges. And I so, just want to read yeah, I mean, it, it, anybody from Ohio listening, and if you are a Catholic, you are obligated to vote no. If you don't no. vote at all. You're guilty of the sin of omission, and if you vote yes, then you you, you will be guilty for uh, the the sin of uh, of abortion. Your culpability might be yeah, you, and you, lessened, but you are guilty of of uh, providing aid to that sin. You know, Terry. So vote, Terry, there's such thing as yeah, there's such thing as accountability. And yes, sir. My my brothers, uh, you know they, you know when I see see something, my problem is I don't do it with love, and that's that's my problem. That's my downfall when I see something going on, and I get uh, persecuted for calling somebody out when I see something going on. But but still, we're we're held to accountability to hold to hold other people accountable because after all, like you said earlier. It's about the salvation of our souls and, and everybody's soul. And so we, we're held to accountability, too. We see our brothers sinning to bring it to their attention. And so 
Well, right. that voting, that voting for prop number one is is uh, that's very it's extremely important. Yes, sir. Yeah. So if you're in, if you are an Ohio resident, please make sure to vote no on on issue one. Um, and and we gotta stay uh, as Catholics. Um, we are. Paul said the way Paul put it was. Uh, and you got to forgive me because uh, I'm, I'm a convert to the Catholic faith, and so a lot of the Bible that I read came from the King James Version. And I, but basically what he was saying is you, you've got to you've got to study the Word of Truth and 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 be able to know the do's and the don'ts. You got to study the Catholic. You've got to know what the Catholic faith teaches and what it doesn't teach. And also you got if if you're an American Catholic. You've got to be up on 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 politics. You got to know what the guy you're voting for what, what is his stance, what is his what is his stance on abortion? What is his stance on on a you know all of the things that the Catholic Church stands against? Um, and it, it, it's important for us as Catholics to to do our civic duties and to make sure that our vote now for the most part. Uh, for the, I'm Catholic, and my vote is always going to go. My my big issue is abortion. My vote is always going to go with whoever is the most pro-life. For the most part, those people are Republicans. I don't see any world where a Democrat would be more. But if I found one, I vote for one. You know, what I'm saying? Uh, we got to got to be up. We got to be up on what's going on. We got to study and 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 show ourselves approved. Do you agree? Well, absolutely. I mean, it, this is a, it is a, here again. It's all about martyrdom, Terry. And when you call somebody out the way they voted, or you call anybody out that's where you see they're they're not in 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 compliance with the teaching of the Catholic Church. You're going to be real cute, and, 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 you know, that's a form of martyrdom. And so, but that's, again, where we're at. We need to stay strong. Uh, we need to practice our faith, and you're doing a good job of that. Absolutely. Um, oh, thank you. I, you know, so, uh, I'm praying a rosary. Uh, you know, we, I do that every day, but, uh, you know, I, I, when I walk down the street, sometimes I, I feel bad. I, I tend to hide my rosary, I guess, because I don't know. I I'm still a very timid kind of guy, and so I don't know. Um, they will call me a bubble thumper. I don't know, but uh, but I've gotten better, and so but you bring out a, a great uh, that we need to not only practice our faith, but we need to stand firm and show uh, that we are uh, Christians of the Catholic faith. I think that's so important. Yes, sir. And I so, I do a lot. Uh, I, I cheat a lot. So, like, if I'm going to call somebody out on an issue, I do a lot of study on that issue, and I try to think of every point that they're going to make so that I can make a counterpoint. So I try to, when I when I call them out on it, I, I try to do it in a conversational tone and, and just show them the right. stupidity right. of their stance. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, see, I don't have that gift. Um, 
So I don't mention, I think I mentioned it to you earlier. I, what I do is plant seeds. And so I, that's what I do. And I rely on the expertise of my Catholic brothers to help those seeds to, to grow. Um, so even, even with this uh, being on this phone conversation, that uh, that's something I feel I've gotten better at it, but, um, you know, I still feel uncomfortable sometimes doing it, but, uh, I, what I found out, the more I've grown in my faith, the more God expects of me and the more I'm willing to do. Um, there, there's a great, there is a great uh, statement. Have you seen that movie, The Sound of Freedom? I have not, no. Well, there's two, there's two great statements in there. Of course, you know it's about uh, sexual um, slavery. And one of them is that uh, God's children are not for sale. The other one is, when God calls, don't hesitate. Amen. And so I've taken that literally. Um, When God calls, you know, I've been asked to do this and that. So I'm I'm saying, you know, if I say no, who am I denying if it's something to do with the Catholic Church? And so, yeah, I mean, so, you know, sometimes I I feel like. Uh, Larry, because a lot of our brothers and sisters are always waiting for this, this, you know, miraculous event to happen where God calls them to do something extraordinary. But huh. every day, God calls us to do the extraordinary. Absolutely. Let me, let me, Absolutely. The, at every Mass, all around the world, at every match, the most extraordinary miracle of all time, other than the birth and, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, that the most extraordinary miracle happens at every mass when the bread and wine become the body and blood of Jesus Christ. You are participating in an, in an extraordinary miracle when you Receive the Amen, body brother. of Jesus Christ. Amen. You know what I'm saying? And when you receive Amen. the blood of Jesus Christ, and at the end of Mass, he uh, uh, said the Mass is ended, you know, go in peace, and we say thanks be to God. It's our duty. Jesus Christ is inside of us, and it's our duty to go out into the world and allow the light of Christ yes. to shine through us. Uh, and that right. is, because I was uncomfortable too, uh, praying in public and, you know, uh, but now, I, I mean, I'm very comfortable with it now. Um, it's kind of like, and I hate to use a, a secular analogy, but it's kind of like when I first started fighting, the first couple of fights, man, I was terrified every time before I got started. But as I learned and, and got, it, it was it was just, it, it was kind of something that I, I, I kind of looked forward to in this spiritual <laughs> I look forward to to somebody who is not a believer asking me, hey, what are you doing? I, I mean, I look forward yeah. to that opportunity, you know what I mean? And uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So you don't have to wait for that extraordinary call. That extraordinary call is every time you, you, you have the opportunity to allow the light of Christ to shine through you. That is extraordinary. Whether it's a lady in the grocery store drops something and 
bend down and pick it up for her or if an old lady can't reach the can on the top shelf and you reach up and get it for her and say god bless you these are extraordinary events because you don't know what that's doing for that soul so true so true absolutely absolutely so you know everybody has that uh in their heart to do good deeds like that but for you and i uh, I think we're called to a higher standard. We're we're at that level now where we continue to continue up the mountain. We do never want to uh, go along on that even keel. We want to keep reaching for higher goals because what I found out that once you once you get to an even keel, you you that's where you become complacent, and uh, and all of a sudden that that even keel starts to go down downhill, and so. Uh, what does God? What, what does the Bible say? If you're if you're warm, I'm gonna spit you out. I'm gonna warm you out. I want you either hot or cold. I don't want you lukewarm. And so, right. That to me, you know, speaks volume that we need to continue to grow and never stop and never stop. And so, uh, whatever that goal is going to be, you know, I don't know. Um, God will always provide. And so, that's where I'm at. And I know that's where you're at too. So, yes, sir. Um, I, uh, I I I like to uh, I, I like to always do the little things in preparation for doing the big things, right? It's like uh, when when you're yes. boxing, you go in the gym, you jump rope, you lift weights, you spar, you hit the bag. You do the little things so that when the, the big thing comes, you're 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 ready for it, you know. And, you're ready. Um, yes. And so that's that's my you know that's why I say in every you know we got one minute left. Uh, I'm gonna end with prayer. I really appreciate you coming on, Larry. Let's get together after this. Absolutely. I, I I'm glad you uh, you texted me. I would have missed it. So. <laughs> in the name of the Father. Oh, good. And of the Holy Spirit, amen Amen Almighty Jesus, forgive us of our sins Save us from the fires of hell And lead all souls to heaven Especially those in most need Of thy mercy, amen 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 Amen. God bless y'all I appreciate everybody tuning in Have a wonderful, wonderful week And, And just remember In everything you do, do it Unto the glory of God Always allow the light of Jesus Christ to shine through you. God bless. Absolutely. Thank you, Terry. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you, Terry.